3: Hello and welcome to the Rangers of podcast. It's Monday night and we are back with a phone in um after a long, long layoff. Wives, girlfriends, partners will be thinking you've rekindled the affair as you sneak into the spare bedroom or the toilet, making a suspicious phone calls, 141 628, 723, 7. uh, but the only they knew you were talking to us four handsome chaps. Um uh, delighted to say I'm joined by Connor, Brian, and Kerr. Connor, how are we doing?
4: Hi. Not bad at all. Um Good to be back on good this week. time after yes. Um after I unfortunately missed the last pod,
0: but um, we're back, we have vengeance.
3: Oh, listen, I'm looking forward to it. Chop with a bit to see what the punters bring tonight, Brian.
0: Absolutely, always is. Good always usually good calls, so um good win at the weekend. So uh,
5: looking forward to this one.
3: Kia, you're there. heating's broke, but Tammy's on, you're ready to go.
5: <laughs> Tammy's always on. Not really I like to take my hat off listen, I've just been out the back door Fixing my band Because I'm flying about like paper So I have to go and try and grab them. But I fly about like paper as well Because I weigh seven steam when I'm rich, So it's a hard life outside
3: Listen <laughs> Storm this year it is in full flow I'm sure it will get a mention at some point Throughout Proceedings tonight As Brian touched on Listen a good win at the weekend If you want to talk about Dumbarton um, Feel free We've got transfers in the offing. Um As the title says Seema wants to stay So I'm sure We'll mention that as well, and obviously a midweek game uh, a chance to to claw back the eight-point deficit and put some pressure on. So we'll get to that, I'm sure, as well. But more importantly, we want your calls. 0141 7237 Martin's waiting in the wings to take them, and he'll pop you through, and you can have your say as well. Uh, listen, only one place to start. I think uh, is the news that you know an arrival is imminent. We've been waiting what 22 days. obviously Silva came in nice and early, and then it's been three weeks or nothing. People have been panicking, thinking are we going to end of the end? But as we know, this window is usually very cautious and a lot of the business does get done late, Connor, um, Mohamed Diomandi, um, a 22-year-old Ivorian midfielder, coming in for the Dutch um, Super League, um, Norgeland. So, uh, I mean, what are you thinking about that? Um,
4: first of all, is Norgeland not the... Is that not... Danish? Denmark? Yes. What did
3: I say? You said Dutch oh sorry <laughs> forgive me
4: there we go first, first, you know mean, it's been a couple of weeks since I've, since I've done the old phone and there we go first set off i'll take that <laughs> um i right, listen it'll be uh i've been interested what you see i mean obviously i don't know a lot about nordris Linder, or his performance here other than you know a couple of videos i've seen and some stats and stuff um on paper looks decent um I mean, he's another sort of midfielder, so we're kind of, we are quite packed in that area, so it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, who will be concerned at the moment that their place could be in, uh, in jeopardy. But, um, <clears throat> no, it's needed, you know, we're, we're always going to have to get players in. Um, Silva was nice and early, obviously, as you say, so bringing um, the, the lad there Monday in should be, hopefully,
3: Oh, listen, great point there, Connor. That gives me an ample chance to bring in the first caller. Christopher and Falkirk is in after the winter break and he's got a point to make about contract players. Christopher, how are you doing tonight? All right. Christopher. I'm sure Martin needs to shut that phone line out of there, though. Christopher, can you hear us? No, nope, he can't hear us, I don't think. So Connor, we'll come back to you. We'll let he finish off as Martin tries to clean up that phone line and put Ooh. Chris through if he can. Um you were just saying there about demand and, and the fact that the, you know, the midfield is a, a bit of a packed area at the moment.
4: It is. Um it's probably not necessarily the the first area or the big area that you'd have thought we'd be bringing players into. And um, just because we do have quite a lot of cover there. Um I know we've had injury problems and stuff, but the interesting factor is we're getting those players back. We know that, you know, Tom Warren is back obviously in the fold, Raskill will be back, Matondo's come back in as well. and um, so, you know, there's certainly a lot of competition for places there. Um and that should be a good thing for him, um, to come in and, and, and show his worth because it's obviously it's a step up coming for for Denmark to to ta, Glasgow. So um we'll see how he gets on and I mean, let's hope he's a and in the rough.
3: Oh, I like that. Christopher, I thought you're back. You're with us. How are we doing? After 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 a fortnight layoff, we seem to be having some technical issues with the phone in tonight. Christopher, if you can hear us, put your hands in there so we can see um, um, we'll look after you. We'll have to just carry on with the panel for now as, as we leave that with Martin. I can see him pulling his head out. He looks very, very frustrated. Brian, what do you know about um, the new boy I know it's, it's hard to sort of um, you know pick through what you can see on on YouTube, etc, but um, you know I, I take away that he looks very, very sharp in his play. Have you had the chance to run your eye over him?
0: I've done as much sort of Googling and looking at him as much as I can. Um, he's obviously quite, I mean, when when Graham from the pod gets excited about a lad that's coming in then I kind of tend to get excited because he knows a lot of the youngsters that are playing the, across Europe and I think Norgeland are quite well known for producing, you know, players and then moving them on for uh, good money. So, yeah, it's it's an exciting one. Um, I, I think what saying, you know, what you guys saying with the midfield packed, um, I think by summertime okay. the midfield might not be packed. Oh, is he there? Hello? Christopher, you're here. Uh, hi there. Hi. Uh, how, how is everybody?
3: Oh, We're listen, back. delighted. You're through and you've got a point to make about out-of-contract players.
6: Yeah, I'll tell you what it is. Uh, this goes back to uh, Mr Wilson's green of terror at the football club uh, about Camonts, uh, statement about five players being out of contract. Now, if, if we were, if Lewis Wilson was running that operation sensibly, I remember what Dan McAnthony said on Talk Sport about Peterborough. What they do is when a player gets to 18 months, if there's no indication they want to send a new contract, they sell them. So why, why do we insist on letting contracts run down and leave so much money on the table in terms of transfer fees we could possibly get for these players.
3: Okay, I'll, I'll come to you on that because obviously you've been part of the English game for a number of years. He's mentioned you know the, the Peterborough chairman's uh, um, model there of he's, he's not going to sign on for 18 months get rid.
5: Obviously, Peterborough <coughs> get a different mindset for ourselves. Maybe Peterborough say Peterborough are a smaller club. Eh, disrespectfully saying they're a smaller club but they are. But, I agree with in a way, whereas it should have been done better But us Wilson, whoever else is in charge of the contracts. Listen, we're getting to this stage, all these projects, that sell our contract, the five lads, whatever it is, somebody might, by all accounts, Lundgren's been offered when deal speak, He's been to the club, but he's probably not going to be anywhere near what he was offered when he came because he was getting older and his market value is probably down. So will he sign it? We don't know. I mean, I heard Clement talking and he wasn't saying he wasn't saying but he wasn't saying he was signing so I think that's why we're looking at players like this guy. Monday. I think, 22 he is. am I correct? And saying that, and these you can get them for a, a year, two years, and then sell them on. That's what clubs do. That's what they have to do with their business. We kind of keep bringing players in and keeping them in, writing their contracts run down and let them leave because it doesn't make any business sense in the front. I know we're a football club, but we do it at the end of the day. We need to make money to keep bringing the players in. So we need to bring in younger talent they develop it sell it on for a profit and keep going that way. But also the guy that's out of contract, I personally don't see any staying. I know everybody thinks maybe Lundstrom, but I think Lundstrom might want more than we're willing to give. And if that's the case, it wouldn't bother me if it goes, but I think we I think it will be different under the manager and Clark and I think they'll do things differently because they're used to doing it different when they're working in Belgium and France. So if we have to do it, but we have to start doing stuff different. This ball's lost a lot of money in the last few seasons. Two different things, but especially doing contracts. We give people too much money for a kick-off. Some players and we don't give players contracts even just to keep them for an year so, so we can see them on. We, we do let them run down too much.
3: Christopher, obviously you, you must have seen the, the news that the on the day arrival is, is imminent. What, what do you make of this this transfer and what have you seen of him?
6: Yeah, I've I think it's a very good transfer and I think he's the right age and there seems to be a lot of development. I was look at some of the stats last night and I see his overall rate in the Super League is about uh, a 7 out of 10, which is really quite good and he seems to be good at heading the ball. And of course, you've got to be careful looking at YouTube clips because they make Sam Lammers look like a little bit but. Uh, he looks comfortable on the ball. He looks as if he's comfortable under pressure on the ball. He looks as if he can beat a man. Yes, yeah, so I think if he can take take it easy enough to with, with the hammer throws that we've got in the league, if he can take that and uh, push on, I think it could be a very good signing for us.
3: Brilliant. some great points here, Christopher. Have a good night. Cheers, Call again. That's Christopher away. I think Brian, I'll come. I'll come back to you because obviously you were sort of short and sweet before. Just on the the point of you know bringing players in like Diomande and, and, and like Kia says developing them and then selling them on, we've been shouting about this for the last two three four seasons it seems to me that we've hung on to too many players for sentimental reasons and this player trading model stalled
0: very much so and it's not a not a new thing this um, sentimental stuff we've hung on well look at the three of the back four we've we've helped, held on to for quite a long time I mean Bourne is one of the ones out of contract so. That might change, but um, we've been offered some really good money for players in the past and turned them down. Um, all you need is one guy, uh, a decent sort of transfer fever, one of the guys, and then, then you can go on and get two or three really good players for that. Um, but this hanging on to players, I've always said, you, you strike while Aaron's hot, and if they're in a bit of good form and you get a good offer for some players, unfortunately... Um, you have to bite the bullet and say, look, this is too good an offer and we can't refuse it. So, you know, you've got to do business. And um, there's no point in saying you're going to do a player, player trading model and then not not apply it. So um, it's it's been a, a, a long sort of protracted sort of situation this where we've, you know, hung on to guys for far too long. But I don't think the new head of recruitment is going to be so forgiven in the future. And that's a good thing.
3: Connor, that's a point I was going to come on to there, is actually, do you think the manager can have that ruthless streak and sort of say, look, the money's too good, we've got to sell it on, i.e. you know, players that we maybe missed a boat on, a uh, 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 Camara even, that there was points there where we were talking sort of 12, 14, 15, 16 million times for him, So, uh, and then he walked away for sort of, six, so do you think the manager's got that ruthless streak in him that he can sort of push players on when they're at the peak of their powers?
4: Um, yeah, I think, uh, Philip Comod probably does have a bit of that ruthless streak in him, Um. I think if players aren't, you know, I think he's going to take the long-term view. Who's going to be beneficial to the squad going forward? Um, You know, whatever happens this season, whether we win the league title, whether we don't, you know, a lot of his build will be next season because next season will be his first proper full season, a full summer transfer window, his chance to, you know, (laughs) to do the rebuild that Michael Biel was supposed to do. Um, instead of leaving as another one. Um, and I think he will be ruthless about it if he doesn't see that that player can add value to the to the squad. Um, don't get me wrong, listen. <clears throat> we'll ha- the sentimental thing is, well, it's a factor because there's some of these players that you would feel sympathy for. I mean, Kemar Roof, he's one that's out of contract in the summer. I'd feel sympathy for him because the injury problems he's got has, has really cost him. Um, at Rangers, there's no doubt about it because I think if he hadn't had the injury problems I think we all know that he would be you know the amount of goals he would have scored would be unbelievable because he is the best natural finisher at, at the club when he's fully fit um, and he shows that because even though he's injured all the time, when he does come back for a couple of games he always scores a goal <laughs> You know, became the joke about him, would come on the pitch, score a goal then get injured and go off um, so there are players like that um, to be honest, and I don't know if the guys were gay if there is one player in the five that I know that are out of contract this summer that I would like us to keep, it probably would be Ryan Jack um, because I think he he's a good player to have about. Um, he does have that passion and I think he is somebody that could add to the, the team next year. Um, obviously, Lundstrom maybe, but at the end of the day, you you can't... Lundstrom's been very good, I think, since come on come in and I think you wouldn't mind keeping him, but at the same time, he can always get better and i think it's clear with the start he had to the season and and where he's been he's not the same john lundstrom he's, he's been previously particularly you know last year in the or not last year anymore but 2022 in the europa league run and stuff so um he can make cases but i think he'll have that ruthlessness about him because he'll surely in his head he'll have players that he already has sort of looking at to to bring into the, the club I would imagine, um, whether that's through his contacts in Belgium or, or wherever else. So um you can only do that if if we get some players off the books um and prefer you know preferably get some decent cash for one or two players because I do think there's a couple of players in our squad that we can get something decent out of money money wise, obviously not the ones that are out of contract, but you know something else you can maybe get a couple of million pounds out of.
3: I think there's a there's a bit of a balance knack that's got to go on, isn't there, with this growing quota? So, um, that might throw the Ryan Jack one, um, right on to the to to the last set of day of this. I know Kier's wincing there. I thought a Ryan Jack getting a contract, he does not want that. Right? Okay, well we'll part the the contract stuff and the, the day of Mandy stuff for now. Unless you want to get back into that, pick up the phone, oh one four one six two eight seven two three seven. You can get through to us, and and um, we'll talk anything Rangers that you. They want to bring up, but I just want to go, Let's talk about Saturday if we can. I know uh, we've had a reaction show and stuff, but we've got a couple of days to, to digest what you know really is a, a thankless task. Because if you get through, there's no real high fives, and if you get beat, people are waiting to, to slaughter you in the media. So I think what I've took from that care that performance was what Lundstrom said afterwards it was just you know the attitude of the players. Um, they went there in a, a really difficult night in terms of conditions on a, on a really difficult pitch and, and just got the job done.
5: You don't make Kevin. I know. See, the manager said, the manager echoed the same kind of sentence. Didn't he? he said it was very hard conditions to play in. In that way, it's very difficult to even pass the ball tap the ball, because, especially down the bottom, the ones coming through different angles, the aim was pelting down as well. So, it was just getting through. No slap ups Yeah, we can... No point in looking through a game and criticising anybody. The, the important thing in a cup game is getting through. Do you know what I mean? We get through. We won 4-1, and that was the main thing. MVP, no injuries. And, Listen, I think considering he was standing in the edge of that part, he was probably freezing so and everything, so I'm happy with the result, but on United. You know, the United, at least it's at home.
3: He was probably going to a roaring heat after all the flares at the back of the goal. <laughs> <laughs> Connor, I'll come to you, just um, care saying there like, you know, it's, it's, it's not the night really to, 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 to slate anyone or or, or or anything like that, but Cyril Dessler's did uh, you know, pass up some some chances, Um it's still, loads of talk about Lauren Shankland. I know, um, you know that that won't go away, but we do need a striker to come in. And is it just looking like Dessers isn't an actual finisher, although he can contribute?
7: Um, aye, that's
4: probably that's probably the kinder way to put it. I would suggest. Um, I just think it's one thing being able to contribute, right? And he, and he he does to a degree, but as a striker, you're in there to put the ball in the back of the net and he's just not done that often enough. I know he's got um, I think is it seven or eight goals this campaign um, it's not a great return and I think I mean look obviously the Shanklin discussion's always there in the background you know um, it feels a bit moot in terms of Rangers you know we haven't actually made any kind of formal approach for Lauren Shanklin yet. Um, that's not to say that we won't because I, I'm, I'm Absolutely positive that in the background um, it will be being spoken about and it will be getting looked at. Um, but until that time, it is Dessers that you're looking at to be the focal point. And I just don't think he's he's got that. I mean, if you look at the other side of the city, you know they've got guys like uh, Keo, for example, who has been underperforming this season. But when the big games have, have come up against us, you know he's took his chances that he's got in those games. Um, and, and put it in the back of the net whereas Dessers just doesn't do that often enough. Um, I'm hoping and I'm sure like all of us are that Fabio Silva can can step up um, and maybe do something. Um, I know he's not got the greatest record <clears throat> um, at Wolves and stuff but he's had you know, issues uh, there but he was signed for a hefty fee by Wolves so you're hoping that that fee means there's a player in there that we can hopefully develop and get something out of between now and the end of the season because he'll be important because, you know, that's it's where we are. Roof is too injury prone. We might get another couple of games out of him this season at best if we're, if we're extremely lucky. So we're looking at Dessels and we're looking at Silver going, right, you two are going to have to step up um, for the season. And I just think Dessels, Dessels worries me because he needs too many chances before he puts the ball in the back of the net. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't. And it's not even half chances, some of the chances he misses. He's one-on-one with goalkeepers. He's two yards out with open goals. You know, hearts he had two opportunities like that against as well. And it just shouldn't take him. It's the lack of confidence that he seems to have in himself. That I, and I can't understand why he is feeling that way. Because usually once you get a goal or two under your belt, the confidence comes. And it's just never really clipped for him for some reason. So, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a concern. I'd like this to have brought in somebody else this window up front but hopefully still time um, there's,
3: there's still time Corner. there is still time Mark Doyle uh, Brian they're saying Dessers can't score more than one a game is that a banker now that gets a brace on Wednesday night
0: we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in
2: the end, what will I become?
1: Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2.
2: Play it now with Game Pass. You're
3: on mute. Say that again. I'm saying, Mark Deleu saying their deathless can't score more than one goal a game. Is that a banker that he gets a brace on Wednesday night?
0: <laughs> Probably a kiss of death, isn't it? Um, it's 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 kind of true what Connor says. You know, he takes a handful of chances before he can even get one. You know, sort of goal. So it's he's not as lethal or as clinical as we need. Um, he's I wouldn't say he's been. He's, he's almost got the same sort of goal stats as Kyogo this season, funnily enough. But I mean, Kyogo has been playing pretty poor this year, so. Um. It's just it's it's bizarre, but as as Connor says, you know he he gets he gets the odd goal here and there, and you think right he should be on a run there, and it just doesn't seem to he just doesn't seem to click, and it's it's I, I can't for the life work it out. Um, if you if you know strikers in the past that we've had, you know if if they've had a drought, once they've got one goal, they go on and they go on a wee run again, but he just can't seem to string three, four games, five games together where he scores, and it's. We just can't have that at Rangers, unfortunately. Especially with the service that he's getting, um, it's it's just not good enough.
3: But well, Mark, thanks for the for the super chat and the support. We love that. Um, Carol, come at you. I'm not having that comparison with Edson Cavani. Please stop that. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that's absolutely ludicrous. Um, but yeah, I'll come at you just just on on Red Van because I feel like there's a lot of talk saying you know he he, he wants to go. Um, we're, we're not accepting any bids So we're not getting maybe the right bids that come in But then you look at the performances that you put in I thought especially first half against Copenhagen and, and then on Saturday as well He's not playing like a player that looks like he wants to leave If that makes sense
5: Unless maybe knows He will eventually go Maybe in the summer I think We don't know what's happening behind the scenes We're getting papers saying <clears throat> He wants to go back to Turkey Don't you he? think he's interested in Dallas I to been interested in him get people say we need to sell oh, because to make money for other players coming through the door. But he's professional when he's playing, he's giving 100%, he's playing really well and so he's putting himself in the shop windows, he'll be doing that. So either way, we're getting the best of when he's playing. If he does go, we'll get, we'll get a good fee for him. So as long as he's playing and the manager picks him, he'll be happy. But I think he will end up leaving the club sooner rather than later. I just feel he maybe wants to go back to Turkey or whatever. I just feel maybe he's more happy over there maybe he's still young isn't he so listen we just never know we don't really know what's going on in the papers but i think and the only i are talking about a it's quite hard to criticize deser that much he's the only guy we've got off for now it's, it's a number nine there's nobody else we can put there but i do think between now and the end of the window i do think we'll have another striker i would say 99.9 percent certain. but we've got to
3: yeah, go. we've got to we've got to you Know the players that were injured uh, have come in at the weekend and got some minutes. You know, a couple of players come off the bench, but um, Nico Raskin started the game, got 50 60 minutes into his legs. And do you think it's you mentioned how you know packed we are in that area, but he's going to be a big player surely towards the end of the season now if we can get him fit
4: and firing? Oh, 100, he'll be a huge player. <clears throat> um, if we can you know get him firing as you said and keep him that way um i mean the, the the advantages i suppose it's not one of these ones where he's got any kind of long history of of, of injuries or being in the shell so you're hoping that you know that will be him back now proper get a few games under his belt to get back into the, the swing of things and he'll be you know ready to go for the rest of the campaign because he's an important player for us the, the thing raskin brings i think for the midfield is he's got a real creative spark about him that i like and i don't get it wrong like a lot of them, there are obviously issues you can pick the bones in and say, "Well, he needs to be better at this or, or whatever." But he can absolutely, you know, he can, he can play a, a a ball, you know, um, fit anywhere, basically in the park, you know, through the eye of a needle kind of stuff. He's he's got that in his locker, um, and if he can produce more of that and take those opportunities um for us to take, then he'll he'll be important. And I think that's the thing as well. You'd rather have. Those options to look at because <clears throat> obviously in recent times with injuries we've had come on, we've we'll been looking at his bench and, and thinking right, who's my option to bring on here if, if this isn't quite working in this midfield, who do I bring on? And There's not been that solid option there that you can look at. Now he's got Raskin back and fold. Tom Lawrence, which I hope he can stay fit, I really do, um, and I hope maybe that he just came back a bit too early for the last injury and that's how he's ended up and doing himself again there but you know hopefully he stays fully fit as well because he's another one who's important to us um in that midfield area going forward without a shadow of a doubt so um no i'm sure he will be look we all seen when raskin come in last year he was important in the second half of last season Um i think he was a key player for us in, in a lot of games so hoping that he he, he kicks on and keeps it up particularly you know we these games in hand and stuff we've got as well. It's it's vital that we pick up those points and and, and close that gap and really put pressure because I can tell you right now it's a different gravy being eight points clear to being two points clear because if we're two points behind them if we play fast and we go top all of a sudden they're under pressure to want to go back top and vice versa. You know they'll know if they slip up we can capitalise. So it's yeah these players are going to be vital if we're going to do that.
3: Listen, it's a great point you make, it's really a bit about Cantwell and, and Raska. I think they set the bar really high when they first came in and maybe not quite hitting that so far this season, but we'll wait and see. Listen, we want your calls. Come on, 0141 628 7237. We've had one in 25 minutes. It's no bloody good enough. We weren't there. Martin's sitting there, bored out He's you know what's um He's ready to pick up the phone and he's ready to get you through. So, come on, there must be somebody out there wanting to make a point, get yourselves on. Um, Carol, I'll come back to you just on... Uh, the, the point there that the corner's making about you know Raskin in particular and Campbell having set the bar so high and maybe not so sort I of picked that up. You know how do we try and get the best out of them? I mean I don't want to hammer Todd Cantwell, but the, I don't want to say he looks disinterested, but but the looks like there's more to come from him. We're just not getting it at the minute.
5: He's been very inconsistent. <coughs> Robert. Very inconsistent this season. He, he's had one or two good games. Three or four bad games, and a couple of games where he's you he think he's involved, but he's not really, he's on the fringes. So, I think that's up to the manager. I think the manager sees that in him as well. We, we take him off quite early on, and I'd be seeing other things when I'm playing him in games and give him a them in the back when he comes off and stuff like that. So, I think the manager knows there's something there, but he's just trying to get it on a consistent basis with Todd. We all know there's a player in there, but. It's getting out of it, but at the end of the day, every poor have got's got a value, and if somebody's giving me a high offer, if a Campbell or Buckland or anybody, the club will consider it because you have to. So I think mm-hmm. the manager, the manager, will use Campbell. I think he is a player we can get more out of, but it's up to Tor to prove that. And I'm not going to jump on his back like a, a lot of folk have because I think I, I quite like him as a player. I just think I would I, I would just like to see it more. But if he did go, it wouldn't have me either because I think my brother players are going to step into that frame as well. I mean, Connor mentioned Lawrence, but Lawrence is injured prone, that's his issue. But if we saying this new guy, I think with him if it can't but you've got asking. You've also got test still there hanging about. I, I know he's got issues at the moment. But you've also got him there. You've got Baylor Rice, who's been in the squad quite a bit. So I, I think we with Jack and Lundstrom, if they do actually go, I don't like we miss them as, a, as much as a lot of people think we're going to be, because at the end of the day, I think we'll have to go and kind of shake up the squad, because the squad has to get younger, I feel. We've got too many players on the other side or 30 can over it. I think we we'll have to get a younger squad, a fatter squad, and guys who are coming in who are maybe going to win their first trophy, whatever. i looking to maybe make a move somewhere else, so they have to prove their the before they can go. We want hungry players. We don't want guys to come in and, like, People are saying Lundstrom, I mean, I've been Lundstrom's I critic probably on this pod, but I wouldn't bother me if he stayed. But if he's asking for too much, then I would say no, because it has to, it has to be a point where we can't keep giving folk high dollars. He's 29.30. I'd rather have somebody like the boy come in at 22, where we know we've got a selling fee, and John Lundstrom could be his last big deal before he maybe starts to look at us at the end of the game and say, well, what, what, what am I going to do when I finish? So I think the manager will do well but remember he's, he's just in the door it's been a it's been a quick transition between Bill and on, and the field we're still here we, we want to be in this position so I think we just patience isn't a word we like to use but I think we have to be patient I think it's a pertinent point
3: you make you know about cycles in squads and I don't think we've um, be good enough at that. Alex Ferguson's talking about you know letting players go at the right time and and rejuvenating the squad. And I don't think we've done that. But anyway, another caller. Let's shout out what we've got. Mark waiting in the line and he wants to talk about one man in particular. Mark, good evening.
7: Good evening, guys. Can you hear me? Okay, loud and clear. I. What's
3: your point for the guys? Can you hear me? aye loud and
7: clear, mate.
3: What's your point for the
7: guys? I think I don't think anybody can hear me at this end. I
5: think it's no,
7: no I can hear you. I can
3: hear you. We hear you loud and clear, Mark. Martin, you're oh. gonna have to clear that one up, mate, and uh, <laughs> getting back through. Um, so I uh, well listen, uh, just, uh, just on that then, Kerr, we'll stick with you. Just on side, you know, how how important is it that you try and as you say, you know, don't hang on to players for too long? Supporters are probably guilty. Uh, getting forward in love with players and oh, I don't want to see him go and you know Ryan Jack in particular um, could be one of them so um, is it is it time to, that we do start sort of bringing the younger players through and, and, and giving them that chance and, and maybe not being too expecting too much early doors from the likes of a Bailey Rice
5: Listen if Ryan Jack stays we all know he's not going to play take the games next season we all know he's going to get man it's here man it's here he's just there for the experience maybe a good head in the direction him. so for me I'd rather let him go and give Bailey Rice mckinnon these minutes and improve them and get them involved more and see what they've got because if they don't try they'll end up getting to a certain age like probably like yeah robin McCrory, who's mid-20s and people still think he's young he might be young for a keeper but if a lot of boys his age i have got a couple hundred appearances under their belt do you know what i mean so i think he has to start looking at his own future as well does he want to be number two the rest of his life does he want to play somewhere so i think they have to just sentiment has to go out the window I've got it myself But Jack Lundstrom Roof players like that They've done well When they've been here When they played But I think it's time To move on Get a younger what generation and Use some of the boys If they can For use them If we try and give them A chance If they're good enough And move forward We're a business With a football club Or no A care home For the elderly <laughs> Probably a care homes For the elderly Brian I'll come to you Because you look like You're ready for one
3: Um, Just <laughs> Sima, you know the, the the show is titled Sima Wants to Stay. Uh, I feel we're starting to look bit we might have a bit of an issue with wingers again. McCausland probably needs somebody to come in and take a bit of his load. He's playing obviously every game as well. Um, you know, how do you see it sort of panning out in terms of Sima's going to come back? Looks like it could be a Lente. when I saw you put in the, the chat earlier that, that was a real doctor's definition of what it happened to him. Um and you've got Silva who I think you know can play that position off the left hand side you know where's that how is that going to look moving forward because obviously white players
0: have been quite important so far for us yeah it all depends i think on the fee that brighton want um you know if, if, if it's reported that you know it's the 8 12 million mark then i think we can count ourselves out of that because i don't think we're stumping up that sort of money for for sima maybe maybe Mike brighton might lower it lower it a bit um you never know but I mean he's he's certainly a guy when, when I first seen him at the first game at Kilmarnock, I absolutely thought he was rotten. I thought, oh God, this is terrible. But he's to be fair to him, his numbers are good. He's another one of those guys that always tries, you know, he's very he's so unpredictable, he doesn't know what he's gonna do himself half the time. But um he's he's certainly his numbers are you can't argue with his numbers in that in that respect. Silva I mean, we haven't seen enough of him to be quite honest. Um It's still very early days for him. And as you say, McCausland, he's another one of these young guys that's been thrown into the team all because of injuries and lack of numbers. And, you know, the same happened to Leon King. I think everybody's not wanting the same to happen to McCausland where he just gets sort of lambasted and, oh, he's not good enough and all this. Well, he's getting thrown in. I guarantee if everybody was fit, he wouldn't wouldn't have had the game time that he's had. He would have maybe had the odd appearance here and there, but certainly not the the minutes that he's racked up this season purely because of lack of numbers and injuries. So it's certainly an area of the park that we're gonna uh, have to look at because obviously Silva and Seymour are all both on loan. So it's you know we keep saying we've got a stacked midfield but with the out of contract players and you know loan players, our midfield's gonna be threadbare by the summer, by the looks of it.
3: I'm delighted to see we've got Mark back. Mark, good evening, how are we doing?
7: Uh, great, thanks. Can you hear me okay?
3: Loud and clear, mate. What's your point for the
7: guys? Can you hear me? Well, the point was, that I was actually watching the Clyde One British, uh, Scottish football, not British, Scottish football podcast this morning. And uh, They were saying that, that uh, Lawrence Shanklin wasn't happy with the leak about his contract and that it wasn't as lucrative as if it was getting made out and it was probably a ploy by Hearts to try and start a bidding frenzy uh, to to get to get them to leave is they'll maybe looking to sell them in January rather than going for nothing uh, next year. So the, basically, the point that they came at the end is there's a fair chance he's going to come to us, but probably in the last 48 hours when hearts are desperate to get rid of him. Listen, this is I don't what guys stuff, on that. I love stuff like this,
3: absolutely brilliant. Bring stuff, but it's the transfer, you know, when the lovely stories like this. So, Colin, I'll come to you on that. Lauren
4: Shankland's calling Hearts out for maybe a bit of gamesmanship, shall we say? Um, yeah, listen, I mean, I can see why that would wind him up. Um, but I can see why Hearts would do it because obviously they recognise the form he's been on and <clears throat> that he is going to go, if not this window, almost certainly I guarantee that he'll go in the summer. And they're going to want to get as much money out of that as they can possibly get. Um, you know. In terms of whether he'll come to us in that last 48 hours, as is, is Mark is suggesting, I'm not so sure, because like I say, we're here sitting nine days left to go in the transfer window. We still haven't made any kind of formal approach. Um, I don't even think there's been an informal either. And you've got to remember that the price tag Hearts will put on, in particular, we're selling them to to uh, well, another Scottish team, but especially Rangers. You know, there's always the Rangers tax. Pro- we're probably going to have to fork out Somewhere north of two, three million pound minimum, probably more than that, um, to to get them here. So look, if the wills there and we want to do it, we'll do it. And certainly they won't have helped themselves by you know annoying them, um, and and having those, you know, those leaks coming out to the to the papers. That you know, that's not what you want to do when you want to try and keep them there. If that's what they want to really do, so. But interesting to see. Listen, I hope we do get him. I would absolutely love nothing more than if we heard that announcement um in, in the last you know forty eight hours, you know, the last couple of minutes of the window and he comes in the door, I'd be delighted with that because he's a proven goalscorer and it's exactly what we need. But if it's going to happen, we're going to have to make an approach pretty soon, I would have thought.
3: Mark, can you see a, a sort of a Peter Oden Windy style Lonnie Shankland hanging out his motor outside the training centre with, with twelve hours to go?
7: To this point, I'm pretty uh, confident that he, he might sign before the window shuts. Just purely like, because if Hearts do want to sell him, We uh, clearly put out that all that stuff to see if they would start a bidding war. It hasn't worked. No one has come in for him uh, at all. So like, like I I think there's do wait to the last four eight hours, we're like talking, talking about wanting five million, they may drop it to be a bit more of a realistic number to get something for him.
3: Do,
7: do you think other than striker I, don't, bring, I don't think any, I, don't, I don't think anyone I don't think anyone sorry is paying 5 million quid for his services
3: no certainly not um, just other than a striker as you see he's bringing in any, any cover elsewhere maybe a, a left sided uh, defender
7: possibly a left sided defender depending on what happens with this Ridvan and Barisic stuff where there's been links of both of them eh, possibly leaving with Red, uh, with Red Van going to Italy and Borna leads Leeds, I think, I felt was the talk. Uh, but uh, out with that, I would like to see a right winger coming in because we don't have anything on the right-hand side that is productive as SEMA. <laughs> Nothing at all. So I'd like to see someone come in and can fill that void on the right-hand side and give us something close to what SEMA gives us on the left-hand side.
3: Oh, you're not asking for too much there at all, Mark. Are you? <laughs> Listen, thanks for your call, mate. Um, enjoy your evening and call again. We enjoyed that brilliant. Um Keir, you know a right sided yeah, midfielder can give us the numbers that Seema can. You know, that's that's fairy tale stuff, right?
5: Listen, there's no long left in this window. We just need players in the door. Seema has done well in the first part of the season. He has injured. I don't know how long he's going about for. I mean we've got Scott Wright who does okay. I mean I'd rather have Scott Wright and the squad over my tondo. That, that's just my, that ain't my Poor. Uh, but listen we need a striker, I mean we need a s it's a striker we really need at this moment in time. They get the boys midfielder, he's left sided, so he can play left side or centre, which is good. So I think we've got already getting silver, so he can play through middle of left side. So I think maybe a right side you play is good, but it's up to the manager. It's not long left, but as you know, majority of the transfers seem to go in the last 40 hours because that's where people start to panic, either get rid of players or try to buy players, and that's where agents start to get make their money. So, listen, we'll get a striker in, we will get a striker. Who it is, your guess is as good as mine. Well,
3: 0141 You can follow Mark's lead uh, and get on the, the podcast as well and have a chat with a voice. Uh, bring your points up, um, Brian. We'll move on slightly from um, you know transfers and and wide players. I, I just wanted to sort of touch on uh, the game coming up or on on Wednesday night, if we can. As we said earlier on in the in the show, it's a chance to sort of cut the gap and, and put the pressure on. Now we have maybe faltered uh, previously. You look at the game at Petardry; it was a chance there for us, and and, and, we, and we you know we didn't quite capitalise. So at the weekend, Hibs struggled up at Forfar, and we're quite on, you know, quite fortunate to get through in that game. And um, by all accounts, Forfa gave away a, a really poor goal to concede, and they'll be kicking themselves watching that one back. But certainly, you know, we're going to Easter Road. I can't see there being much changes in the starting living. Maybe the goalkeeper. Um, well, definitely the goalkeeper. I imagine Button would come back in. But other than that, I think it'll be much of a muchness. How do you see it sort of uh, playing out in this one? Well, uh, it's
0: it's another. It's another ground that we don't seek, um, you know, struggling a little bit at times. There's you know, we either go there and win quite handsomely or we absolutely struggle. There doesn't seem to be a <laughs> sort of a, a halfway house with this place, but um, Easter Roads are one of these places where you know we've we've turned in some really good performances and won really well, and then there's some games where you just sort of scratch your head. You know, the one that the one that sort of we should have won was the. Uh, the one where Morelos got sent off. There was two of them sent off. You know, it was that game where we should have seen it out, and we ended up drawing it. And you know, just a difficult place. But we've. I think we've. We. It's. This is the problem now. We've got it's the in, the injury list is getting so bad. There's you know Sema with his thigh injury now. Um. He would. You know. I think he would do really well against Hibs at Easter Road. But we're we're really sort of down to the bare bones now. And it's it's you know although these guys are coming back from injuries, they're not. Sort of match, sort of you know first team, sort of starters, you know, like fitness wise, they're going to take a wee while to get up to speed. So it's going to be a tough one up there, but um, always confident going up there and getting a result.
3: Conor was. News broke before we came onto the pod, just the Hibs are looking to the closing on a loan signing for Emiliano Macundas from, from Bournemouth, whether he'll be in, in I doubt to play on Wednesday night, but Nick Montgomery's obviously starting to, to shape his side a bit more. We can, you know, much like Clement, I would say he's got players on his that he's side that have got better. Certainly from Lee Johnson again, you know, we do the Scottish World Show, we've spoken Tavares week on week, haven't we? Out in the cold under Lee Johnson. He's come in and he's having a bit of an impact, but they're up and down. There's, they're really struggling for consistency. But as we know, in this fixture, form goes out the window, um, and they really set up their game. So, is it is it one we have to we have to go just start really, really
2: fast? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
6: A laundry. Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh?
2: Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, by law. Eighteen plus Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: I would say so. Why? Um I mean the thing with hibs is as you say that they are so inconsistent. Um yeah you, you, you never really know what hibs are gonna turn up. You know, um they can put in great performances. Uh, but they're also capable of being absolutely woeful. Um, the one thing you would say about them is um, that from our point of view as is a, is, is a, is a positive being an opposition team going there they don't, under Nick Montgomery, they haven't been, you know, in the bus style, they haven't been sitting in they have been trying to have a goal um, and even though he's had some criticism for that because he's never been a bit open, so when, like, when they came to Ibrox obviously we we picked them apart uh, because of how you know wide open they were um but you know so the opportunities will be there and i think it's exactly as you see, we've got to come out come out fast um and try and hit them as quick as we can because the quicker we can get a goal in the game the easier you make it for yourself because the longer it sits at, at 0-0 the more confidence they're going to build and you're going to keep giving them hope that they can get something um you only have to look you know when when they um, the other side of the city, went to Easter road and they drew nothing each. But in that game, Hibs had a couple of chances where they could have nicked it because, you know, they're they're in the game and they're riding that wave thinking, well, it's now and now all we need is one chance and we can go and take the three points here. So our job is to go and make sure that doesn't happen and that we assert ourselves in the game from minute one, really, um, you know, and try and be, Caesar said and done, but you've got to hope that we can be clinical in our attacks and, and the chances we get. Because um, we will get plenty. There's no doubt about it. They're, they're very open. Um, that should allow us some space and time to go and, you know, try and walk the ball in behind them and, and create those opportunities. Uh, and, and for me, it's not, you know, it's negotiable. You've got to win it. This is one of your games in hand. Um, you know, so dropping points in that really, you know, negates the purpose of having the games in hand. I know a lot of people say you'd rather have the points in the board than the game in hand, but... It is where we are, so we've got to make sure that we get the job done. Um I get the three points, and I'm reasonably sure and confident that, that we will do that. That's
3: what we're ending That's a final segment of tonight's our show. Oh one four one six two eight seven two three seven. Let's get you on. Let's have you say, "Yeah, you, I know you've mentioned earlier on the, in, the, in the pod about Robin Matondo not being your favourite. Now we saw he's played against Copenhagen. He's played at the weekend as well. We haven't got Sima available. Um, is that a sign that he's probably gonna start on Wednesday or can you see Silver
5: coming in from the off? It could buy that, Robert. I think depends on how he wants to play silver, but he could play silver out of the left, but because of the way he has playing, like you don't sat in, you could play Matondo, because he uses pace. I mean rabi has got tons of pace to burn, That's what he does when he gets the ball. He can finish at times, but also he can be very, very, very wasteful. So it's the way the manager goes, but we're gonna create chances. Like Connor says, we'll all create chances. Just getting away. I think I think we'll win. I think we'll win that. We not so much. I think we'll win. We have to win as well. The players know that as well. They can't let these games go away. When you think, well, if we don't get three points here, we can get it back in the next game. It doesn't matter that in Scotland you have to. We need to win basically all our games now. So I think we'll go there and win. Hibs are playing okay football. They play some nice stuff, but they are not the best at the back. So I think we will get chances and we'll all score goals and we'll all win. A tondo starts, he could, but I'd rather have empty out in the Yeah, listen, I don't think
3: Rabi was that bad on Saturday.
5: I don't you've given the benefit of the benefit. It's not just Saturday at all, but it's since he's, know, he's been here, he's, he's okay. But for the money he's earning and for the money Scott Wright's earning, I would get rid of my Tondo, get a bit of money back the covers and keep, keep Scott Wright, to do exactly the same thing.
3: Well, listen, he, he certainly in, in, in the last chance saloon, because if he doesn't make a pitch for that, a starting place between now and the end of the season, then you've got to imagine that he'll be sold in the summer. Um, Brian, you know, the winter break has been been cancelled, which is great news. <laughs> hey, well, we're all reveling that as of next year. There's no up winter break. We'll come back to that because we have got a call. Um, Ian is waiting. Ian, welcome to the Rangers' I will podcast. i your point for the guys.
8: Hi guys. Uh, good, evening. Um, good evening. Watching us over this. Watching us over this. Hi guys. Good evening. How you doing? I was. Um... Ian, if, you, if you've got the podcast what?
0: on in the background, just knock
8: it off. I think that's causing
3: you
8: a wee bit of an issue there. Oh yeah. I think your squad this year is... A... Hiya. Hi, Hello. Hello. Hi, hi guys. Good evening. Um, watching us this season, we seem to have a, a real large squad. I think it's far too big. We need to cut all the kind of journeymen uh, in the squad and maybe focus on starting 11 and building continuity in the squad I mean, you look at the Renfrew across the, the river They seem to be uh, more consistent In their games And their squad of players And what we are We seem to change Drop All the time, you know We just need a bit more continuity I think The great teams in Europe Always Nobody wants to drop out Conor, I'll come to you on that Because at the moment We don't have any other options But to pick the
3: players that we're picking, right?
4: Well, that's exactly it. You know, that's as we're going to say there. You know, I think um, I agree with you. Of course, I do. You know, the best thing you can, do, you can get is you can get that that certainly midfield and you know, or, or you know squad and go right. That's that's my starting eleven. That's my strongest eleven. The trouble we've got is we've had so many injuries um, that we just don't have the option to do it. Uh, uh, you know, um, I think we all in our own minds have our sort of ideal start of the living if everybody's fit and everybody's um, ready to go. Unfortunately, we don't have that um, in terms of, obviously, the journeyman, as it were. Again, you know, I, I agree that I don't think it, it shouldn't be a case of... Nobody should be undroppable in, in this squad, right? You know, you shouldn't get played just because you've been there for a long time. But the manager is, as I say, unfortunately, got one hand tied behind his back when so many players go out injured and then you're looking and, and that's who you've got available to use. Um, and, and to be fair, you know, the sad part is the journeymen, as, as as you call them, are the ones that have been able to stay fit for the longest period of time. Guys like Conor Goldson, I mean, he's almost never... He's, he's been out injured once in the, the years that he's been here. Lundstrom's the same. You know, very, very rare that he's out. And if he is, it's not for any length of time. Um, you know, so those guys are even if they're maybe not cutting the mustard all the time, they're certainly the fittest in terms of not picking up injuries. And if you're a manager, you're going to play players that you can at least rely on to, to get 90 minutes out of rather than risking players you know you could end up losing um, very quick in the game. So it's it's a tough one. I think in an ideal world, yeah, you would, you'd be right and that's what you would do. But until we kind of have that clear out in the summer, I, I don't think we'll be able to do that. And obviously we need to make sure whoever we bring in, preferably the medical team can work when they they don't have injury problems
3: Ian, is is there names in the team that you you, you want out? Is that the point you're making? Is there players being picked that you wouldn't necessarily put in yourself?
8: Um, Well, if you look at it, Barisic is probably gone Um, Jack, his time's up, Davis is up I mean, we keep talking about bringing a, a left back in is that no what? we're bringing la- young lads like Yafeko into the 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 squad for. Every time I've seen him playing he it looks trustworthy, he looks as though he's got a touch. Big strong lad. I mean when are we gonna start getting the the youth in the team a chance? These are these are highly talented lads for down south, you know?
3: As, Brian, it's, it's a point. It's a point that we you know we speak about regularly as, as youth players, but we're seeing it now with McCausland As much as we're celebrating, these him bustling onto the scene as Mika Richards would say. Um, you know, there is a, an issue with you know consistency and, and putting the strain of a you know a title challenge as it is and winning trophies and you know that going every week, going every Wednesday, going every Saturday, and it, and it is tough. And for these young guys, and if you've got three or four on the side, you are sort of maybe, maybe it's not something you can do at a couple of Glasgow Rangers.
0: No, um as I said as I said before, I think McCosland would certainly have not got the minutes and the game time had everybody been fit, there's no chance of that. He would have maybe played the you know the League Cup games or the Scottish Cup games, you know, or or coming on as a sub in the last few minutes, you know, stuff like that. I mean it's 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 just where we are and it's the injuries are just ridiculous. Um but I mean it's it's very I mean, Ufeko, I mean, he's 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 almost been billed as the next, a uh, uh, what's his face, uh, uh, a You know he's been billed like him. You know he's a big, strong lad, left-footed. But we're not going we're not going to unearth a Bassie every every season. You know what I mean? So it's we we uh, it's 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 all very well saying put youth players in, but the timing's got to be right, and it's not just for the sake of it. We've got to play them when they're ready. Um, it's it's as as guys have said, you know, Scott and that, and all the a lot of the other guys that go to the B team games. There's a huge jump from B team games to you know the Scottish Premier League, and it's it's very difficult to you know jump that sort of that many leagues in one go. Um, so it's 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 all about timing, but at, at sometimes there's there's a necessity because injuries and suspensions.
3: Ian, thanks very much for your call, mate. Please do call again. It was a pleasure having you on.
8: Cheers, guys. Have a good one.
3: You Cheers. too, mate. Oh, right. Listen, um, we're into the final stretch. Um, you want to be the last caller on or the last couple of calls on? Give us a call over 141 um, we will get one call on nice and smoothly tonight. That's Martin's oh, that's Martin's challenge. And I'm wrecking the joint. Um, to get one
0: call on just nice and smoothly. That would do going, as well. Going back to the winter break, it's the best thing ever. I mean, well, during the the winter break has actually been not bad up until the last couple you know, last week where we had that snow bomb and the wind this week. I mean it's actually been fine up till then. You can play no bother. Um and the amount of games that we're that we have to play, you know, Europe, uh, League Cup, Scottish Cup League, we can't afford to have a two, three week break. It's just it's just nonsense. So it's I think a lot of other teams, uh, sort of countries, do it. But I think they do it out of necessity for they know they're going to get bad weather. Um, whereas we don't know when we're going to get bad weather. So we're as well just taking the chance and you know, getting the games played. Yeah,
3: juice. I mean, I, I feel I see it, right? When we have a, I want a break. I feel we come back with a bit of lethargy. And, it, a, there's a build-up again to get them going. I'd rather they just played and get the, the momentum took them through, if that makes sense, rather than stop them. Almost sort of doing a wee mini pre season again and then going again, you, you can see the effects
5: of it. I think with some players, you we can, well, but some players, it might not bother as much. But I think we've all been great at coming back after breaks the last few seasons, so I think we'll probably see it more. But the manager will like it because this is his first kind of new chance he's had to spend with him because he's come in, has been games, 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 and he's not had a lot of time away from playing football. So he'll you, enjoy this part of it, but I kind of, I'm not a big fan of it, but I, I can see why the players like it, the my, my coaches and the managers like it, because it gives them time when the players away from the like a football uh, player of the week, so there's two sides to it, but if it's not here next season, I'll be happy with that, but no doubt we'll get bad weather and the game will be postponed anyway. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well listen, we have got Rabble Royalty on the line, Jim and Kirky is on, um, and he's got a point for the panel. Jim, how are we doing?
1: I'm fine, guys, yourselves?
3: Listen, Smashing, delighted the forums
1: back and delighted you're back onwards. No, it's fine. I'm just, I can see Brian there laughing already because you think I know what I'm going to say because you usually introduce me as Lauren Chantlin's star, and <laughs> for some reason everybody wants to be his dad, uncle or brother or something like maybe anyway. Um, I I think we'll get that one over the line but my point is regarding, I remember, I remember a couple of seasons ago we are talking about we're talking new here tonight. about guys going out of a contract. I remember everybody in that book was saying we must give Conor Golson a new contract, which we did do. And obviously you're not going to get any money back for big Conor Golsan. Well, he, like, by the way, is very, very consistent. I think we'd we'll be a lot worse without him. But my other two points, quickly, because I know we're coming to the end of the show and I'd just like to ask you guys, because I don't know. The first one is, what kind of injury is it that the young boy Lovelace has got that you know, he seems to have been nobody talks about him anymore. Um, another one is centre mid. For me, now for me again, I would make Dijon Sterling centre mid, right? Now, let me finish now. He'd be my centre mid player to go for, particularly in the Scottish league. I'd be coaching that boy to become the best centre mid player in the country. we guys running about him. And lastly, another guy, another Scottish guy, I believe. Uh, I mentioned him. And I was talking about young Lawrence earlier in the year, as the boy Armstrong at Kilmarnock. I think it was poo, poo slightly with that. They see the boy Armstrong at Kilmarnock, delivery, etc. Your man shankling to the end of the crosses. I think we do well. We could do a lot worse considering the budget we're playing with. Just my point, guys. That was that. No,
3: listen, we'll, we'll pick them apart. There's, there's absolutely no rush, Jim. So um, I've been advised by the producer that uh, Zach Loughley's injuries is to do his hamstrings. Um, so that's the answer to that one So we'll go, we'll go two parts Kel, I'll come to you on the, on the first one Sterling, um, you know, Jim's saying they're coaching To be the, the best centre mid in the league And I really like that idea And I hate the idea of, you know, letting a left-back go And him get out there So I, I'm on board with that What about yourself?
5: Well, so he's not put a foot wrong since we've played in there, has he? So I'll be happy if he put there And he performs the way he has Because he's strong He's box-to-box box. He's not afraid of tackle he can pick a pass and you can see he's, he's quick as well. He's quicker than a lot of people think he is, uh, Sterling. He's the type of player you need for the, this league because it, it can be tough at times and we know that and there's a lot of games some of I'm not saying the hype but 50-50 sometimes you don't want them so he's one of these guys who won the tackles for you but listen, you've not got a foot wrong there. And it would have a me if you put him on, made him into a, my midfield that we could play offer because I think he's a good point to start so a, a good position to start him mean, because he's still young he's full of energy and he's another one of these guys if you've done that way, him and he performed really well he can end up selling on
3: Conor I'll, I'll come to you and Jim's second point because again you know, we've spoken about him a lot on the Scottish Football Show it, it, it's Danny Armstrong um, the panel on there were, were sort of split I know Louis Allen was, was singing his praises in terms of numbers when we were doing the the award show certainly. Um, he's someone we could get relatively cheap, relatively low wages, relatively low risk.
0: Um,
4: yeah, he is. Um, you know, he's he's been doing well at, at Kelly this season. There's no getting away from that. Um, he, he has been fantastic for them. Um, my only slight caution would be the fact that a previous history of doing that. Sometimes we sign players too early, and I I just don't know if now would be the time. He pulled that trigger. I mean, I, I think uh, you know, Jake Hastie, for example, from Motherwell, a couple of years ago, he really should have stayed there another year, at least before we brought him in. Um, and, and obviously then you get got uh, Jordan Jones, who I don't think he was a bad player. I think he had some moments when he was with us, but it was clear the step up was a bit too much for him at that stage. Um, and i'm being reminded by the producer that he's 26 um yes um but you know i still think he's came for sort of relatively nowhere to go to kelly and doing well but doing well at kelly doesn't always translate to here and i'm just i'm not 100 sold on it i can see the merit and you can get him cheap enough but is that the the way we need to the, the route we go down i don't know um we've had Mixes in the past of, of players um, which I'm being reminded of by the producer here in the background by the way yes Naismith, Boyd and Novo for Dundee I get all that but I'm, I'm just saying that you just don't know you could take a punt on him is what I'm saying but if it doesn't work then you're just going to end up in a situation where you send them back out alone. Um and that's not really where we want to be either way so if it was me I wouldn't be taking a punt at this moment in time personally no
3: Jim just you, the fact that you you bring Armstrong into the conversation, does that mean that you see that you know McCausen could do a bit of help in terms of bringing
1: him in and out? No, I just think something I'm, I'm you know, just trying to be realistic with the budget the Rangers have got to work with, um, and thankfully Connor's not a scout. That's good, but there's not a lot about the game. But I think I just think it's going to be looked at players. This is going to be, have got to be looked at. I, get, I keep going on and on and on about this is a Scottish league we play and These are guys that's proven that they can play in the league. Potential match winners in this league. I say the same about Shankland. And I've said the same about other players in the past as well. We've lost to your Dodge, your Fergusons. Um I would even throw porius into that. There they go. And honestly, I, I think it's time if we win the league, we make money and then then we can look at the the kind of Standard that we've all used to supporting the great club. That's the kind of things. But to do that, we've got to win cups and leagues. And I think we've got a big chance of doing that with this manager. I really do. And I think when we get guys like Sterling there, hopefully Shankland, and the boys like Armstrong, Armstrong's just an example. There's other kids out there that can do the job as well. Get money back for for some of these players. Um, and I think that's the way you go. You've got to have proven people that won. I mean, if you look at the boy Armstrong, talking about him. <laughs> He's done it against us and he's done it against them. He's a decent player. He's a decent player. I'm not, by no means is the finished article. He's in no means the type of player we've been used to seeing in the past. But we're not going to go with this kind of players now unless it's on loan, for example. One of the biggest we ever had was the guy that missed the, the spot kick and we don't want to talk about. These guys great players. And I just think it's time to give these Scottish players a chance, or British players, I should say, a chance and play in our league and potentially start winning this league again consistently. I, can, I think it's doable. I really do. And I think the guys like Sterling, as I said, and others, I think we've got a very good chance. I think it's now time to get rid of the Deadwood out of contract and a throw. Lundstrom, who I'm a big fan of, I like him. I think if we don't, if we let his contract run down, I think it's the time. just It's got to go because you know, we be having the same conversation about him next season or the season after. If he gets a two-year contract two us again, it's not the future. Sterling's the future in the middle of the park. That's all, folks, tonight.
3: Jim, listen, as always, brilliant call. Nice to finish one. We'll on. Have a pleasant evening. Call us again.
1: Well, indeed. Take care of yourselves, guys. Bye-bye. Cheers, Jim. Listen, it's a,
3: it's a point Jim makes is, is that, you know, if, if there is a manager that can get maybe Danny Armstrong to the next level, you'd have to say, Philippe One is that man. Yeah, he's certainly going have a couple of players already. Okay, hey, gents, listen, we've done another wee done bit there. I'm happy with There's that. Four, he's, he's, got,
5: he's got four goals and seven assists this year, Armstrong. I think my opponent, Dan Armstrong, Rangers have to go and watch him and see if he fits into Week Commander wants to play. It's up to Commander. And we can all see Dan Armstrong playing well with Commander, which he has. He's done well with Commander, which he has. But he's at an age where he has to perform like every week the, every game. Rangers not just on and off with a team like command mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So we have Rangers have to watch him over a consistent period of time this season, and then make the consumption. Of, is he good enough to fit in? Is it better than Scott Wright? He probably is. But is Scott Wright going to be here long term? We don't know. Now, I don't know if Come On is going to be looking at the Scottish market. He probably will. Or is he going to use some of our youth players to the front the quarter? You don't know. But he has a name. You can bring up to add to their team. I don't know much he would cost, but he would improve it to a point. But I don't know the way Come On is going to go with Cockman. I don't know if they get players in their mind. Or are they going to look at the Scottish market as well? Because you have to look at the Scottish market to Scottish players in there. They're using some of the youth players and bringing some players in for that teams. So it'll be interesting to see. Listen, somebody said I didn't rate him, I did rate him. Armstrong, I think it was Connor it right never, but I said Armstrong would have been a good sign when we spoke about it in the chat. But somebody else said it was me and you caught But I'm just jumping off that bandwagon, I'm afraid. I think it broke <laughs> okay. it. I, I need to defend no. oh, <laughs> I didn't say I didn't rate Danny Armstrong. Danny Armstrong's a very good player. What I said is I'm just not sure whether or not
4: the step up can be done because we had the same, and this is the thing we had the exact same conversations about Jordan Jones when the talk was about bringing him in because he was absolutely tearing up at Kilmarnock you know he had similar stats to what Brian's pointed at there for Armstrong came to Rangers it was too much for him he couldn't handle it clearly that's how it ever worked and it's a flop so I'm just saying Hi, I David, think I every yeah. transfer
5: as a gamble doesn't matter who probably when you get wrong uh, another team gets that one right and then you're criticised for it I mean it's just a lot that you bring in. I
4: mean, no, I it, bring I just, how much time do we actually realistically have left to keep getting it wrong? Though you know, it's it's the importance. And mate, listen, I accept I might be wrong. I'm just saying that there's such an importance that in the next, you know, particularly the summer of this window, we have got to get it right because we've we've had a couple of windows there where, quite frankly, we've had stinkers. You know, overall over the piece, we've had more flops than we've had successes, and that's the pressure. That's all,
5: isn't it? It's not to any eyes. If they get it wrong, then we can come back, we can come back speaking, but there's no point arguing about it in the until we arms.
0: But the point the point generally is though we've got to start looking closer to home for players. You know, done know. it in the league.
3: Brian, also as well. I think when, when the players are coming in for other Scottish clubs, you've got to ask yourself, Are they, are they playing in that eleven every week and are they the best playing that team? That because yeah. that's the only way they're gonna transfer skills in the Rangers side. So, listen, gentlemen, as we say, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there before black eyes start to appear. Um, we are back on Wednesday night uh, with the Build Up and Reaction. Uh, before the game At Easter Road there's a, there's a pod on Friday And then there'll be A building reaction as well On Saturday uh, For the Game so loads and loads Of content coming this week So get your notifications Stuck on If you've been in the comments Tonight absolutely fantastic If you've and Subscribed even better um, The podcast is still Sponsored by VPN, uh And you can get I think Some sort of discount 63% off a Two subscription Down in the description if you, if you click that link um, As always But listen you for your company Tonight thanks very much To Connor Brian and Kerr. Thanks to Martin on the phones as well. Thanks to all the guys that, that called in as, uh, as always and, and really enjoyed it. And we'll speak to you again on, on Wednesday. Thanks very much for your time. Cheers.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.
2: For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase.